0: and hello hello welcome everyone Uh, and uh, i want to say sorry for last week because last week's episode uh, didn't take place we kind of tried to get uh, elise aka ccp swift on but uh, he couldn't make it because he has to i guess get settled or so first and like figure that stuff out he seemed busy and stuff so we moved it so you can expect that episode actually next week and um, if everything goes as planned you know sometimes it doesn't but i think uh, that's pretty
1: pretty much uh locked in
0: uh what's up Charlie? <laughs> um, so this episode what i want to talk about uh, or one of the things I want to talk about is the stuff that's happening in LOSEC at the moment a little bit it kind of feels like there's like two teams building and I guess there was like two fights recently but it has been going on for a while I guess and uh, high-end Velasius are probably pretty good at explaining what's going on because I'm actually not a low guy I just get like I just pick up the bat phone every now and then and uh and then I enjoy a fight, you know. <laughs> I guess it's the same for Velasius, to be honest, right? But uh at least you have more low sec experience than me. Um, so obviously high spiritual leader of Snuff, not the space pope, that's Jonas. Um and I think everyone knows high, right? Has been around for a couple of days. So uh <laughs>
1: And then we've got Velasius,
0: who um, actually has been, I, I guess, an up-and-coming FC for a while. But I think you've you've settled in in a pretty uh, strong role within um, dock workers. And uh, I think a newcomer FC that's not really a um, a title anymore. I think we had you on almost a year ago, half a year ago, something like this. Right.
2: Yeah, it's, it's it's been a while, but
0: yeah, definitely has been a while. And uh, back then, maybe in UFC, but you've been very active, and yeah, you know, active for like I said, dock workers. So then, like, what the fuck is going on in Lovesick? I don't get it. Like, what is happening? Like, who wants to who wants to pick it up? Nothing
2: Yeah, much? yeah. I'll I'll run with it. high. Uh. So, I think snuff is here for uh their they come to the side of the war zone about two times a year to get their fights with c Green and try to get fights with rc but this time uh rc is actually fighting back i don't think that happened in any of the previous <laughs> deployments so they're here in just touch, trying yeah. to attack everyone in the in the war zone which all power to them that's the fun thing to do
1: like
0: so yeah Wait a second. So, hi, you guys started this? I, I had the feeling it was uh, Wrecking Crew that kind of kicked this off. Because it was your fault, Diane.
3: No, I mean, we... I mean, come on, Panda. When is it us that's never the aggressors, right? We're all <laughs> the aggressors.
0: The bad guys.
3: Exactly. Nah, we, we started it off, but Siege Green kind of wouldn't fight us ever. and So we killed, I think, 80 of the Athanors. Something like that.
4: Eighty. Uh, yeah, eight zero. Think we what killed all. What the more, fuck?
0: Man. How did you kill all these
3: fucking? So I this don't time know, we just
4: were like, oh, fuck, yeah. the...
0: they yeah. never
3: contested any of them.
0: So you just steamrolled them all with like sp- spread everyone out, just grind everything at the same time, or what?
3: Yeah, pretty much. I think we lost a couple of dreads a few times to, you know, like a nano super or something, but we got it all done.
4: And then, yeah, they just started shooting our fortresses um, and uh, got a, a,
3: they uh, decided to use the uh, goon tactic of uh, feed everything, kill objective, and it got a bit too much for us, so we called you guys.
0: I hey, don't hate on that goon strategy, okay? You can oh, throw enough keeps, of anything
2: at a problem and it'll work.
0: But for keeps that it's anchoring next to your staging, I think it's a legit strategy. Uh, (laughs)
1: The
5: objective is a little important. (laughs) I might be biased
0: here, you know, but, you know, that's just my take. But so the first fight that we had, that was kind of weird. So Shines is forming the Kikiply and says like, hey, since we don't have anything on the boards, Snuff is asking for support, which is kind of a change for us too. If you think about it, like we, I think especially shines, like it took a little longer to, you know, get back at a, uh, <laughs> like a, a good relationship with you guys. I feel like, right? So we're back I don't to know. the. I, mean,
3: I still hope shines continuously. I but... know,
0: no, no, no. I mean, just in game wise. I know we're still friends. tell you, uh, shines me and uh, like, nothing of that sort. But I, I like to. Call him up and say like, "Hey, you want to form for this?" And him being, "Yep," and just show up next day. Um, you know, especially since we're busy in the war. Uh, I thought that just like that was the first time we formed for you uh, to help you guys out again after like how long? Like a year or so.
3: A full circle, right? We have gone from fighting in it, which we did last time when you guys were with the culture, to uh, fight like you know, helping each other out. And soon enough, I'm sure we'll be in some blob fights together. <laughs>
0: Like, like I always enjoyed that time, right? Like, if it's full circle, I welcome it.
4: Yeah. A lot of
5: weirder things have happened between people and Eve.
0: That is also true. But yeah. So, first of all, that was a a whole timer. Oh, that was actually two whole timers simultaneously on two fortisars. And um, we showed up in Kiki's which was kind of interesting for me because I didn't FC those and I could just like hang out and fly someone else I mean actually in the first fight I was still flying a Harpy uh, just in case but uh, so and then like in low sick, it kind of is It, it had, I mean it has always been a different meta in general but I feel like um, like kickies and we'll be fighting serbs and uh like it was a wild mix for low sec i felt like you know what i mean like usually you only have like heavy battleships and then you know dread escalation not necessarily on a fort but i guess where i'm going with this is like do we see the meta changing already in low sec a little bit like from scarcity I mean, stuff or in general?
3: It was a hard counter because obviously we're in carriers, so they took Kiki's and the Cerberus as to defang us, obviously. But then I find RC quite weird because I'm pretty sure they form way more capitals than us judging by their like, locals that they have left even after they jump out of their subcaps and they just never used them. But I mean, I guess feeding 100 bill of battleships is cheaper than feeding the Dreadfleet, though. So,
1: yeah that is kind of true uh
0: so you, like you want to talk us to the the second fight i thought that was the more interesting one actually
3: yeah so that was pretty funny i mean um we formed and you know we called you guys over and then we saw that the locals of rc and shadow and whatever were quite low and they undocked you know a couple of smaller Cerberus leaves like it wasn't as big as the other fight it was only like a few hundred people from them like uh, you know a hundred and something Cerberuses and then you went to go kill a Rorkel and I was like ah take your time it will be fine it's just Cerberus wait a
0: second I have to stop you here that's not what happened okay (laughs) you said the numbers were low and you said don't jump in yet or otherwise there's not going to be a fight and then we said yeah well we can go and hunt something in the meantime
3: all right yeah okay yeah so when we when, when their locals were so low, we, our locals were like way higher because just like snuff load because they were just doing serves, I guess. And then I was like, I guess they're not going to really fight. So like, I guess wait till they come to see if they're actually going to you know come instead of jumping in and wasting your time. But then I guess they did. And then shine was like, we're going to kill a roll call. Is that okay? And I was like, yeah, take your time. It's fine. You know? I, and then <laughs> by the time you guys came, the Citadel was actually dying and it was basically just us chasing them around the grid while they just kept shooting the Citadel and us just trying to kill Cerberuses, And I think by the end of it, um, it had five seconds left on the repair timer when it died. It was super intense. Yeah, it, was yeah. it was really fun, actually.
0: That was fucking close. Like, we yeah. thought we had it at some point, and then, like, it was just so fucking close. I couldn't believe it.
2: Yeah, if I could add in, the thing that actually saved that for the for the attackers there, it was actually the new Bro Destroyer fleet from RC with, like, all the Tal Wars and Cormorants and then slightly more experienced Kikis, yeah. They, because when you had uh, like the legions and then the Kikis on all the remaining CERV fleets left over, the only thing uncontested for a couple seconds there was the Nubro fleet. So the Nubros actually saved the day.
5: <laughs> <laughs> That's cute. Don't underestimate them. <laughs>
0: yeah. So and then so from our perspective, right? So you told us, take your time. Don't jump in yet. And uh, we decided to go for a rocker that we spotted earlier. And that rocker wasn't there anymore, so we sent our dictators a little bit further out, sent some dictators left, some dictas right, right? And turns out the one dicta went on his own, like it's actually one of our best hunters, Shvo. He went on his whole, uh, own take the rocker, but no other dictas were in the area. So then we had to send everyone over there, and everyone had to burn 10 jumps. And by those 10 jumps, obviously the dicta died we did have a second guy on that grid already but he died um in his caress and then the rocker just warped out in like shortly before we could reach it which was kind of sad but then no value whose rocker it was they formed some commons and they like they didn't kill anything i think they killed maybe actually they killed maybe two kikis or so um but they they wasted our time because then you said while well, while we were actually in that rock oil system, you said like oh actually there's a fight now uh, and we're like yeah well we're on the way you know but oh the, the fort is already in forty percent or some shit
3: <laughs> yeah things die faster than you expect to be yeah
0: so we are on the way and then the comms waste our time a little bit and we're like oh, come on leave us alone right and then we move on and then we catch the comms Ooh! I almost spilled my
1: beer. That <laughs> was close.
0: Uh, and then so um we caught them on the wall, wall actually and got rid of the combs. But um by that time it was like I don't know, I think we had like twenty percent left when we reached you guys, right? And I think that made all the difference so shout out to no value <laughs> that actually saved the kill too right like the new bros combined with that little delay uh, that could have just been uh, you know that little bit of time they needed and yeah but we're so used to this right like usually it's tower though right when, it, when he says like hey <laughs> can you guys form and then you ask for the time like right now or like five minutes ago like that's usually what happens right
4: yeah,
3: I mean, it made the you know it made it more intense. So you know, you're welcome. <laughs> yeah, you know
2: yeah, what? Sometimes you got to have that drama. You know, sometimes you got to like accept the risk to for it to be a lot more fun. So you know, I'm I'm with you on that.
1: Yeah. So
0: how was it from your perspective then, velasius oh,
2: I, mean, I was I was working, but I I did have the fight. I was watching the fight uh, on my monitor. I was working. I work from home, so yeah. I, I wasn't there, but. I was I was in the Chord channels and it was it was chaos.
0: Yeah, you actually you weren't uh, on the second time, or you were in the first one though.
2: Yep, and then all the other skirmishes that have happened, I've been I've been in on.
0: Yeah, so there have been a lot, a lot of skirmishes already, like leading up to this, right?
2: Yeah, uh, two or three fights. I don't know exactly off the top of my head, but yeah, there's, there's been lots of fighting. Yeah, yeah, I
4: mean it's good. It's it's good to have.
3: You know, activity in those seconds. I think technically, if you look at it, you know, technically we are on the back foot because we keep losing for the stars, I guess. So you know, it's nice to be challenged, you know, for once. So,
5: yikes. I mean, it is
0: a bit of a challenge, clearly, right? Um,
3: yeah, exactly.
0: The thing is, like, that, that's the beauty of LoSik or NPC space in general. You can just anchor a new one within a day, which you try it, and it got killed again. But then again, it was a fight worth anchoring a fort for. And I think everyone's reaction in our call was like, hey, like, when are we going to anchor the next one? And I think you already did, right? Today? <laughs>
1: uh, Didn't you?
3: I can't disclose that information, Panda.
1: Uh, I, <laughs> if
0: nobody spotted that one.
2: Oh, it's, it's been spotted.
0: <laughs> <All> right, <laughs> But, uh, so... I mean, that's, and I think an interesting point you were making was um, you didn't want to waste our time, right? And I think that's, um, I wouldn't say like necessarily that's nice of you because, like, obviously we don't want to waste our time. But then I think that's something a lot of smaller groups or uh, let's say unexperienced groups underestimate, right? When they call in someone bigger, like you better deliver or like make it worth everyone's time and stuff like this right so I'm, i feel like that's a, a common mistake when like smaller unexperienced groups like try to bet phone someone that they just don't understand um, it has to be worth everyone's while and you know how do you how do you get them to show up the next time if the first time was like clearly blue balls and there was no, there was no uh, chance of a fight in the first play, place. Holy shit, three tiers with 69 viewers. like Nice. Very nice, very nice. I always try to, to hit the 69 mark, but
1: I always fail. <laughs> but yeah, welcome, guys. I mean,
3: yeah. Uh, Batphoning bat is funny. I like it when smaller groups try and batphone you just so you don't go kill them yourselves. It's the best type of batphone.
2: If if the person you're battling doesn't care about you, they're gonna do whatever's the most interesting thing on grid, and if that means shooting you, <laughs> then you then you should have known better.
3: That's what happened to Black and Didn't deliver that <laughs> uh, time.
0: Ah, yeah, yeah, that old story. <laughs> I mean, people actually kept saying, I forgot actually. I think it was in in that fleet in the last fleet where people said like, hey. uh snuff didn't backstab us yet right? everyone's kind of waiting for it but like I mean I I think yeah
3: our relationship is very old and you know you're very confident we don't we're not going to backstab you we have a very old relationship we're not you know we have old friends believe
0: it or not we do have friends
2: (laughs) and even then is it really that interesting to shoot a bunch of kikis when they're just going to warp in three seconds
0: that is that's also true like we don't have anything to like that's worth backstabbing for I mean, Maybe that's all you know, that I In the is.
3: past, there definitely was opportunities. We've dropped times together and lots of shit like that, you know? It's just, we have a good true, relationship. Though. It's not worth it.
6: That is true.
5: That's sweet.
3: I <laughs> mean, you know, I know that some you of your members might not like us, but it's more the FC teams have good relationships. We've always liked working with you. You're one of the more competent NOSEC groups, which definitely shows because we've worked with other people in it. It's like shit. You know, there's FCs out there that, you know a super egocentric egocentric and shit like that and it's not fun to work with them
0: you know what when we worked together the first time i have to actually think back that was probably one of those the first real time was f7c no I, what i'm i'm talking yeah well we worked together <clears throat> on that one but i'm not sure if i was too involved core wise i would probably like I'm usually, I'm staying out of court whenever I can, because it just like I'm just not good at it, like managing all that stuff. And like like I just I just want to focus on one thing and then do that as good as I can instead of trying to do like all kinds of things. Um, but I remember, I'm not sure if it was the first time we ever worked together, but I went onto your comms, and um, you know. High One to destroyer Destroyer—that name kinda always seems spooky, and then it's not well spooky, you know. And then we work together, and you're just a chill, nice guy. And I just like, oh, that's surprisingly uh, enjoyable to to work with these guys, right? And uh, same with you, yeah. Well, I don't—I'm not spooky.
5: What did you did? Well, you, yeah, what did you think very... about Pando before you worked with him? What was like? What did you hear about him? Just yeah. for my own. I'm Pando,
3: very experienced I mean so I think in the initial days it was like me Soraya Tao Bliss and Shines that would sit and I Soraya. think Pando was awesome
5: that's a name I haven't heard in a while
3: and mainly Shines and Bliss talking both very chill competent FCs and then I think Pando I kind of you know got to see his abilities more and more when he started doing I believe snatch fleets. that was his real big thing and you know he kind of I was kind of scared of Panda, to be honest. I was happy that we had a good relationship with him. <laughs> Fucking Snatchfeets were horrible. horrible, <laughs> horrible.
4: <laughs> so,
3: yeah. yeah, I've always thought he was very competent. Like, he's probably one of the best theory crafters in the game, for sure, for fleet-style fights. Oh Well, if you look at it, like, over the last, I don't know, five years, you've created... You know, some of the strongest compositions. Like you've done Snatch Fleet, you've invented Stuka Fleet, you've invented uh Depends Cavalry. You I
4: mean you have,
3: right?
2: Yeah. Well, I feel like the first I, one I to combat test yeah. The first one to combat <laughs> test it gets the credit in my opinion, not the person who had the idea on python or C mm. Z so that's, oh, what exactly.
0: I always, that's what I always say, though, right? When people say, like, oh, like, yeah, pandas an FC. I always think in my head, it's always like, no, nah, actually, I'm a theory crafter first. Like, the only reason why I started FCing yeah. was nobody wanted to fly the shit I was coming up with. So I had to do it myself, <laughs> you know what I mean? And then, you know, you build from there. And then, you know, I'm an FC too now. So, I can run the shit I come up with. Like, you know how hard it would be? For example, chemos. Like, explain. I mean, chemos are probably a bad example because the potential is just so epic and awesome that FCs would jump on it, right? But when we first did it, like, to explain to someone, hey, you should, like, take uh, 10, 15 uh, Loki's and put only smart bombs on it and then, like, try to catch Scepter uh, fleets with it and stuff, right? um or like or snatch like how how are you ever gonna like explain another fc how you envision to run a snatch fleet because like at this point i don't even know how i did it anymore right so (laughs) that's why i had to run it myself and then uh, figure it out so
1: how was
5: it like from from the beginning though because i feel like if you know fleet member xyz's like hey guys i have this new comp that i really want to try you know people are and it sounds weird and they're not they haven't exactly like proven themselves to be competent i feel like a lot of people are going to be like eh fuck you and they're not going to join
2: i mean you know i actually had an example of that that recently so for the the bascarian keep stars someone had an idea of running the the init version of the naga fleet you know with the abs and all the all the, like the blaster nagas, and just putting that and just literally orbit them on Snuff's carrier group and just trade nagas for caps. And like, it was kind of shut down because the person who mm-hmm. brought it up didn't really have any credibility or experience to back it up. Mm-hmm. But if you actually coordinated all the, 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 the 700 people from 100 different groups together and coordinated them to do that, I bet they actually wouldn't have been able to break some amount of caps there. But because they didn't have any credibility, the idea didn't really get off the ground.
0: Yeah, you see that a lot. Uh, i don't
3: i hate the reddit atmosphere now like even my guys i don't like shit talking <laughs> like you guys
5: your guys aren't like redditors at all i don't know what you're talking about <laughs> <laughs>
3: because i think shit talking fcs is like kind of bad because this game lacks fcs because this game is shit in terms of what fcs have to do like you have to go bash like ninety thousand structures and get like two fights it's very time heavy for people and you know for them to do one fleet badly and then People, you know, make make them feel like shit and they just don't do anything again. They don't get numbers. It's hard for them to grow into something
4: more competent. You know what?
0: I think the current development with, like, groups, right, and this war certainly doesn't help with it, is, like, groups get bigger and smaller groups, there's just fewer of them, right? I think we had a couple, which was nice to see a couple, like well-organized and like well-run mid-sized groups with good fcs for example dog workers or um deep hooligans or like like the guys we work together and catch like you know there's a couple of them surprisingly um but at the same time if you look at the like the big picture you have way more bigger groups and less smaller groups now and i mean has been an ongoing thing and I think that also hurts when it, when it comes to FC development, right? Because FCs only have so many spots where they can go, right? So if you can start out in a small group that's not very experienced, like, yeah, it's way more forgiving if you fuck up there than if you start out, let's say, you want to start out in it or like any other group. Let's just say um, Horde. I mean, hard maybe is not, is not the perfect example, but let's say it's you want to start in though,
3: right? you wouldn't learn like FCing a small group is different to FCing a big fleet
0: yeah it is different but I mean it's it's still FCing you want like more FCs that are willing to put in time and stuff there are certain groups that are just like better at like learning the ropes I think and the best groups for that are usually the smaller groups where you can just like take 10 15 20 guys out yeah and uh And make it work and get some stuff done and stuff, right?
5: I think maybe the mechanics are different between like, you know, between small scale, medium scale, large scale, obviously, but like the bottom line FCing skills of being able to make decisions quickly and being able to like adapt and know, you know, when to engage and when not to engage, like the kind of practice stuff is like that bottom line stuff that you can figure out regardless of what scale Fleet that you're running. To be and honest, to, hmm.
3: sorry, you keep
4: going. Go for it. No, you go. <laughs> sorry. No, you,
5: you hang up.
2: Too bad. I'm going. Okay. so You know what? You, I don't think if you don't have a really strong support group of talented people, of people who know how to look at things like with a critical mindset, you're not going to be able to develop. And an example of this is a nameless person who tries very hard and brave newbies who whelped a fleet of hurricanes against harbingers and i'm willing to talk to anybody it doesn't matter who you are or or what group you're in but i actually had a quick conversation with him about the matchup on how harbingers eat hurricanes and he said that this was like the most advice anybody has ever given him and like that i saw that and i was just like that is like the saddest thing i've ever I've ever seen or heard of the fact that you can be in this 10 year old plus you know alliance that's pvp oriented and not have anyone giving you any kind of backup just sucks
1: yeah
3: it's also learning like if you go back you know like four or five years there was so much more going on and now there's less and less there's less opportunities to learn and the bigger fcs will actually take you know the bigger fights because they Want to win and they have to, and there's less opportunity for you to learn because there's really nothing going on. And that's why I think it will suck if they're really going to nerf Rorquals to just a leadership role where, you know, Rocal hunting is pretty decent content in a game where it's basically just Citadel bashing. Um, I hope they replace it with something decent or actually add content instead of just adding modules and stuff.
2: The subcap fights that you get from tackling Rorquals have easily been like my most favorite content. In, in dock workers since it came so yeah plus one there
0: yeah a hundred percent i mean obviously i think everyone knows <laughs> like <laughs> it.
5: panda likes hunting yeah. um so jean laforge says don't you think fcs have to do so much more these days i remember in 2006 2007 you'd have scouts ahead of the fleet doing all of the scanning and hunting now fcs are doing most of it themselves and yeah. i feel like we we talk about that." quite a bit about how how hard people underestimate the amount of work that goes into planning and like organizing and structuring fleets from start to finish when people only see you know an hour of fleet time when it actually you know has two hours of prep time behind it that they they don't understand and I think that goes into what you guys were saying before too about how people just you know the amount of time it takes to put into developing your skills as an FC like a lot of people are playing Eve as like a you know there's like two types of eve players there's like the ah, i want to relax and play some eve and then there's like the oh fuck yeah we're going to kill everybody like type of people in eve and like these are te- tend to be the fcs because these are the people willing to put in the 3 hours of fucking prep to go do an op and these guys are like yeah okay i'll like i'll do a roam every once in a while but you know to to be hardcore in eve it takes so much time to actually put into
0: it and so i think it has to do it definitely has to do with what i just said right there's less opportunities too so it's way harder now to go out and just find a fight i feel like at least right so you have to put in more work to increase your chances because also i think nowadays expectations are just way higher like on top of it, I think back in the day, expectations weren't that high. Like, let's say in 2012, 13, 14, right? Um, mm-hmm. And then that combination, like all together, just like, that just makes it a little bit hard, right? So it's it's definitely not easy. And then as an up-and-coming FC, it's definitely, uh, you know, it's definitely not easy.
5: But I think that's something that really is like a roadblock for the game to get more people into FCing is you know like someone for instance like someone like me if I were to say like okay you know I'm going to start FCing now like I don't have the time to like put into being not just like FCing but actually being a competent FC and like because it like it basically takes studying to be able to be a competent FC. So for someone to take this game and then put like so much time and effort into it just to FC, like that's a pretty high time commitment.
0: Yeah. So, I mean, it depends on what do you want to FC, right? I think there are some comps that you can fly. Like, it's going to be fine if you don't know everything. Like the, the Hurricane Arbiter example that Velazquez brought up. Like, yeah, you learn that lesson, you know, that one day. It's not going to be the end of the world. You can just, like, take the feet out again. There's only so many different comms you will encounter with a certain ship type, you know? If you only fly hurricanes, for example, there's only going to be, like, let's say, six, seven, eight different comms you will encounter, especially nowadays, you know? Let me take a guess. You're going to see some units, right? There's gonna be some eagles, maybe. Maybe. Harbingers are kind of rare. Like I don't even, I don't remember when the when was the last time I fought Harbingers. So, you know, he probably got caught by surprise. Um because he has never seen Harbingers, which is always uh you know, an advantage, I think, in every comp that you bring something nobody has seen. Because a lot of times you saw I think you saw that, and we talked about that before, I think we had higher too especially now with the munan meta everyone's so used to those and fcs get so lazy and they're just not good anymore uh after a while if they, if you only fly that they're one place comp, yeah i do believe so i really do right um but yeah i actually i, th- I think i did make my point i forgot if i was going somewhere else
3: <laughs> i think the game is lazy in general anyways like nobody doesn't with every patch CCP does, it becomes less and less about skill and more and more about N plus one for Nullsec, no anyways. I mean, low sec to an extent as well. So it means that you just basically just focus on having more people rather than putting any you know effort into plays compared to the game. I don't know, like you know, two thousand and twelve, two thousand and thirteen, fourteen. There was a lot more going on in terms of what you could do to get a fight, what you would do in a fight, and how you'd win a fight.
1: Yeah.
0: Well. I mean, I'm not sure if I totally agree, but I think uh, the numbers thing, uh, I mean, definitely everyone seems to be so focused on, like, do we have the numbers? Do we have the numbers, right? It's part of why I'm so annoyed by the, like, even the wars or conflicts that were leading up to this war, it already felt like it's a numbers game, right? Like, as a theory crafter, like, that's the opposite of what I want to do, right? Like, I kind of want to... Come up with cool shit to counter stuff, and then um, have them come up with cool shit to counter our shit. Who knows, right? And then that's the gameplay I would seek out. So yeah, I think it. I so think at it, least on the yeah.
2: smaller scale, it gets a little more favorable. Like if if it's a hundred under a hundred people for both sides, it's it's
0: yeah, that's more that's
2: where we where we get to have a lot of fun in and get to fight outnumbered a lot, and that's there's a lot of room in that realm but you're right when it comes up to the 500 versus 500 blob
5: plus fest
2: then it's yeah it's
5: there's only so much you can do <laughs> yeah yeah. I would say
0: in null sake 100 versus 100 is the is the hard border if you go over that it already becomes the the pure number game because then you know alpha is already high enough to you know for example hex they alpha each other um and then battleships you know you can't just slave them like you guys do in low sake so um, you know, there's very there's a very high chance that one side is just gonna you know steamroll the other side, especially with caps involved and all that stuff. So it becomes a numbers game already. Um like in notes like a little faster than in low, I would I would guess. Right? I think in I low think... you have more options.
2: Yeah, within implants, the options open up.
3: I think it really impacts like player retention as well because the way I see it is the newer players don't mind the tie-dye grinding as much. But like, for example, if I was to go make my guys go into like a 10% tie-dye fight, they'd all complain and hate it because they've done it before. And having to just keep going into these massive fights all the time because nothing else really happens really detriments player attention, in my opinion, as well.
5: I mean, I can say for a fact that once we got into this war and my options became very quickly limited to no fleet or 10% tie-dye fleet I definitely started like playing Eve less and less because who wants to like the last thing I want to do when I get home from work after eight hours of like busting my ass is come sit in a fucking 10% tie-dye fleet for another four or five hours so it really for for the people like me that try to just play a little bit in their free time like it's extremely detrimental to have to do these big blob tie-dye wars
0: yeah i mean some people just don't have the time for that right like as simple as it's simple math right you simply don't have the time like even if you wanted to and if you, if that was the, the the coolest shit you've ever seen like it's so many tie-dye fights you like you can do it once you can do it twice maybe a Stuff's month being cool but uh you know if it gets too much like it just, it's just not possible, right? So, yeah.
3: I'm, they're not even intense anymore. It's not like it's like a full escalation which slowly builds up. It's like one fleets in Cerberus, there's one fleets in hacks, and they're just burning away from each other. And then, like, three things die and 10% die, die. then you all go home. And
2: yeah. then you see the Reddit post where they're like, big brawl in, yeah, yeah, in this yeah, yeah. system. And I'm like, oh, you're dear. in 130 kilometers trying to outrun each other's missiles, and you want to tell me this is a brawl? like i whatever thought, someone says that i judge them
0: i thought that was too funny <laughs> like several times in this war you had like a fight kickoff in t- like super hardcore tie-dye and then let's say 30 bill died and everyone's like look i don't even care who like side a says like look side b finally got that fight and ha, we killed them right 30 bill killed and then five minutes later another post comes up from low like, hey we had a we had a drip ball it was pretty fun right like 500, 400 bill yeah 400 bill 500 bill died and it's like you know it just kind of shows and those groups are not supposed to be the rich fat guys you know you guys are supposed to be the
2: you know the poor pirates like you exactly. know, scrambling for whatever on a gate you yeah. know
0: So, I thought that was always, like, from the beginning of that war, I kept saying, like, look at it, like, everyone's, like, celebrating these peanuts of fights. It it was just weird to me, right? And then also, I mean, it happened to us, uh, I think, in Fountain, uh, when we lost, like, a bunch of carriers. It felt like a big loss. But if you look at it, it wasn't that big. Like, what did we lose? I think it was like thirty bill or so. I don't even. I don't even remember. Maybe it might have been a hundred bill. But what's a hundred bill? Like it's not. That's not that crazy actually. But yeah, so
1: um, the it kind of feels like the um,
0: the scales are just like weirdly. It's weirdly yeah the, the
2: balance is off where yeah. it's just there's like 30 times more player and 30 times less isk dying over there in, in that side of things
0: but that also reminds me on another thing what i like keep saying is like if there was no tie-dye at all in this game let's say ccp figures it out the kill speed in those massive fights would be insane right it would, and be mistakes insane.
2: would be far more punishable
0: yeah and if you're not an fc i think you don't understand how crazy of a difference of a fight, just strategically, tactically, in general, it would be. Like, it would be completely different. Now having a 250-man blob, like, you have to be really efficient with those 250 people. Right now, everyone's kind of winging it and it works out and it's the numbers game. We have more numbers? All right, let's go in. right? This is kind of the name of the game. But in that case, if someone is really good like a real good fc skills and and coordination and everything is on point then you can actually do something on number if there's no Tyler, I, I think that would be such a difference and um, but yeah well, let's let's stop dreaming it just makes me sad <laughs> well hopefully maybe with day. the lead added,
3: maybe one day Elise will push them to Make more content creators or something? I don't know. The main thing is content creators for me anyways. Like they balance so much other shit and add new things, they just don't add anything that would actually make content. They mainly just remove it.
0: Yeah, well, that's that's also something I think we've been talking about like multiple times. It's like all we're asking for, like I think FCs in general is like opportunities for content creation, right? We don't need content, like don't spoon feed us. Nobody's asking for that right? All we want is like opportunities. Like, give me give me a way of getting it, and I'll go get it, right? Exactly, um, yeah. It's like the Citadel defense I always talk about, it's like um, that, the amount of timers and all that stuff, right? Um, you know, just the, like design it in a way where we can actually get it, and you know, the workload this is, is... where
3: CCP just you know, makes instance fleet PvP?
0: Instance fleet <laughs> That would be the death of the game, I think. Instanced fleet PvP. Like 100 versus 100 filaments or so.
5: Or like an abyssal space. Like 30 versus 30 or some shit. The proving grounds.
0: Yeah, that would not be good. (laughs) By the way, it
2: reminds me what all the small gangers who uh, would curse the idea of the instance 1v1, 3v3 stuff. And then you see those same exact people who were criticizing it playing in it. I agree with you, Pando, but it's just really interesting to see that happen.
5: I haven't really been—I mean, uh, besides like one or two, maybe two streamers that I know that like do solo PvP that do the proving grounds every once in a while—I haven't really seen. I mean, you can correct me, but I haven't really seen many people like being super fucking gun ho about the proving grounds that are normal, like solo players
1: yeah
0: i i do think there was there was just too many of them right i think the first proving grounds they were kind of fun like it was a cruiser 2v2 right yeah i
5: yeah. i totally agree if they would have done like a new they would have opened it for like a week and then done one like every couple months like a new proving ground event then it wouldn't have burnt us out but everyone was super excited about it at the beginning and we did them um, like i remember you and i both did them that's like the eighth time that you've dropped your i'm pet. sorry um like <laughs> i always have like put a it down <laughs> um so like we did that event with ccp when they first came out when we were doing the 2v2s um, me and CCP Deadlift totally won all of our 2v2s, by the way. Um, that's, what totally. totally. that's what we're telling people. That's what we're telling people. And then uh, after that, yeah, they just like were like, hardball rolling them out so quickly that it just wasn't cool anymore. It wasn't like special anymore. But that's kind of what we called from the beginning, though, is that it's yeah. one of those novel ideas, but it's just going to fall off towards the end. But I do like that they're doing like the skin rewards and stuff for the leaderboard to kind of like keep it going. I do think that's kind of cool. It's just very special, easy to, like,
0: to get now because nobody's is it? yeah, but it's because nobody's playing the proving grounds at the moment. I think what was it? I was watching um, who was it? Ah, oh, shit! Who's the German guy who has been streaming a lot recently? Walter? No, I don't know.
5: It, like a, a solo PvP. <laughs> the like. German guy, <laughs> Bando.
0: No, not Michael Starlight. Right? Shout out to Michael Starlight. Like, oh, I Michael, think he's
5: Michael Starlight.
0: Obviously, he's it. streaming in German, so I guess.
5: E-vlog isn't German.
0: <laughs> he's Croatian, but so Michael Starlight has been streaming uh, a lot recently. He did a twenty-four hour stream actually yesterday. Okay. Um. So he's doing proving grounds every now and then. And that's where I saw, um, like, to get in the top 100 or was it top 50 where you get the skins, you needed seven wins. And it was already gone for a while. It's not very hard to get those seven wins, right? So, like, it was pretty much for free that you would get them. And, uh, yeah, it was just, like, a little, you know, it's just too many of them, right? Like we said. And, yeah.
5: Kiro. Sorry, go on.
0: No, I was just about to say, like, yeah, you should check out Michael Starlight, even though he's streaming in, English, uh, in, in German. He speaks English too, but uh, I think he's not comfortable speaking English. But uh, I guess we all speak Eve, so you're not going to have problems understanding what's going on on his stream anyway.
5: Kira was talking about more AT-style tournaments. I don't know. I've been hearing rumors, like maybe they're just rumors, that they're starting to uh, look at some AT-type stuff. But I right. could be completely fucking wrong. So, like, maybe don't clip that. I was going to yeah. say the personnel That's is now there. That's what people talking about. The motivation Ooh, is hey, there. Least. Yeah.
2: And you know he would he would lose four months pay willingly to make it happen. I'm not saying that like that is needed, <laughs> but that is like the the motivation that he would have to get it off the ground.
0: Yeah. So the thing is, we would have to talk. We would find out next week, I guess. Put it on the list, right? <laughs> but uh, the thing is, what is his actual job? So he joined as a um, community manager. So he might just be able to spearhead a project like that but then you need the engineers um to actually lift the fucking thing right
5: yeah i mean it's not so easy as just deciding that it's gonna happen yeah like, and he just more it. <laughs> yeah and he
0: just started there so like i guess we have to give what him some time.
5: time to prove himself as worthy of the ccp title at least
1: <laughs> Yep. but yeah we can we can hope and uh, we're totally
4: gonna ask next week yeah yeah
0: um and so the the instance fleet pvp stuff right obviously i think uh, i said it would be the death of the game but at the same time i don't think we would even have enough fleets that would queue up for that imagine you would have like it has to schedule it but yeah. at same... Say
2: like at like uh, one time in EUTZ, one time in US, one time AU, where only you're allowed to queue during then.
5: Yeah, but at the same time, like you know, we were just talking about how we need more opportunities for like up and coming FCs to practice. That's the perfect opportunity for them to do that.
3: It's not because it's the same thing over and over again. There's no dynamics to so... it. There's no you don't. But learn
5: but there are. I you know I think that there's baseline. Things that you can learn to do and practice to get it done. And then you start, once you get like the muscle memory down, then you can start looking at the nuanced, you know, happenings of getting into the different situations that you do when you're in non instanced PvP. Or maybe some people will just want to, like people who FC incursions, people will just want to FC proving ground fleets.
0: So I think it is like Shine said, you need, an organ- you need organic opportunities, not preset ones. At the same time, there have always been uh, arranged fights in EVE. There have always yeah. been those, right?
5: It's almost oh, like every fight and to some extent.
0: Yeah, so <laughs> like, thinking about it, my first reaction was it would be the death of EVE. But at the same time, let's say they would bring a 30 versus 30 like, fleet fight kind of thing. If you do it right, I think it wouldn't be a bad thing. If you do it right, which is then limited time wise limited to like one weekend and then say, okay, you're going to be kings of fucking whatever. You're already kings of Lorsake. Like, um, King of the hell. <laughs> the kings of like abyssal base, whatever, right? Give them a couple of skins and shit, like whoever gets the most wins and just have it like very limited on time. You cannot have this and you cannot have this return too often, right? You can maybe do this once a year, but I think if you do this once a year, it doesn't hurt anyone. I think it would probably be an opportunity for someone to say, okay, let's form 30 guys and you know go take one cruiser, 30 versus 30.
3: Can I just well, uh, yeah. say, in case somebody from CCP listens to this, this uh, is an idea of uh, fixing the game and content, by the way, okay? Please don't just do this and be like, how oh, we fixed the game.
5: We're done. Next. We win.
1: Finally, we, we got it all <laughs> right. We, <laughs> we found stop. the answer. <laughs> yeah.
5: We found the answer on FC chat. <laughs> Just kidding.
0: <laughs> but come on, guys. Would you, would you not agree that if it's done right, it could actually be fun? I
4: yeah,
3: think it would be one of I those things
1: like fun month. short term. Yeah. yeah. The answer is
0: 42. Yeah, 42 versus 42. Uh, let's say, Tech 1 Frigate. Oh, take one frigate. That's probably what would people fly in. Take one frigate. Dude, I, I hate
2: frigates. I just wouldn't even frigate.
0: That's best. So, what would you fly then?
2: I don't know if, if it's If it's under a cruiser, it's... it's not a real ship.
0: Thing
3: is, is everything that's frigate PvP is very fast paced. It's you know quick. You know you have to be very fast in your reactions. It's not made mm. for the old people that play this game. Reaction time too slow.
0: I think J four two is on to it already. Like Merlin's would probably dominate. I mean, good range.
1: Good oh, Tristan. Tristan's
3: Tristans? So like, I mean I haven't frigate PvP'd in like years. <laughs> Nobody good.
0: nobody has ever had a thirty with thirty frigate one uh, like like fight, you know. I think. Like have you ever seen thirty Tag One frigates versus thirty Tag One? Maybe Red versus Blue could like tell us, right? I saw it like Kestrels seven would ago. be one number one. So yeah, 20. I was <laughs>
2: just thinking, max range light missile ships like a Kestrel. Yeah, try to avoid everybody else would likely be the winner.
4: Probably, yeah. But I'd be up for it.
2: But yeah, Did you guys
5: second. do the proving grounds at all? Like, have you done them yet?
2: I have not queued into to a single one I'll be honest. The only thing that really interests me in Eve is uh just FCing and and getting fights that way so nah.
3: I did the noob ship one and then the thing that we went into was against like Vydra or something so we just that all died in like 2 <laughs> seconds and then I was like, "You know what? I don't want to do this anymore.
5: <laughs> <laughs> Velasius, did you like when you joined the game, did you join with the intent of fcing and i guess like you too high like did you guys immediately want to fc or did you just join and like pew pew around and then decide to do something else and start trying to fc
2: no i just i just have initiative so it's just natural for me um and and i have a lot of experience with coordination from other games i competed in a game called tribes Mm -hmm. Send and so it's never heard of that yeah, nobody has. It's a dead game. <laughs> it's dead. <laughs> but there's it's a lot of communication, and just I'm just a person with initiative, so it was just natural that it just fell into place for me. Because if in I see something, game, I just want to do it. Yeah. In
3: that game, did you learn how to build relationships with the only people who can fight you in the same TZ as you, so you can save <laughs> your two Fortisars and five Athenols?
2: Nope. Not Aww. a thing in that game.
5: God damn it, hi because
3: you had you had this relationship with wrecking crew before we'd even moved into this area which i find extremely weird since you're a u.s times zone group they're predominantly a u.s times zone group why not fight each other instead of just sitting all day mining we do arrange fights don't really count my friend i know you you can't really arrange a fight when you have
2: hostile fc blocked on discord it's not really possible Okay, well, you we've know. never had a single arranged fight with RC.
3: Deny this, or you know, like, do you have structure and rokkel mining agreements with RC?
4: Not structure. Not structure. I don't believe that. Oh no, well, believe what you want. Doesn't matter to me. So you only have rokkel agreements.
1: Yeah. Rokkel
0: agreements. Okay. You have a so Very interesting. That's a rumor. I'm not sure if that's actually a rumor or if it's confirmed. You have a raw agreement with fucking Fraternity, hi? Huh? Is
1: that a no, thing? We've <laughs> killed their raw
6: dude.
1: Are you sure? It's
3: just we don't kill the... Yeah. Okay. Uh, they mined with like 70 raw and like 90 people protecting them. I'm not going to go for that. We've killed their raw and and have just been one or two of them in like. We just can't really do anything when there's like 10,000 of them.
0: So, what I heard um was or like how I picked it up i guess i don't i forgot what I actually heard exactly um uh, was that you were supposed to be like uh the law guys like mining, and they cover you a little bit and be your backup while they do the Nordec stuff, uh, obviously they're already doing that anyway, but uh no not
3: really You've been brought continuously to c in the last few days, and that's an a u time zone so <laughs> Nah, we don't have any agreements with them for mining. I mean, they just mine with a lot of support and we can't really do anything. I guess we've caught a few, we had a good fight against them a couple months ago when we were still in Rakabas, we tackled a Roku and then they formed Zealots and we had a fight. So yeah, I mean, we do kill them. It's just, we're not down there right now. I guess they don't really come to our side. They only mine in that Otsasai pocket. So, you know where, I don't know if you remember, but next to Tribute, it's like Tazy, mm-hmm. those like five systems, and also like a Korra, which is far from us, anyways. But when they do that, they mine with a lot of people. So, it's kind of hard to drop them. In fact, actually, they tried, they baited us quite recently. If, I don't know if you remember, we killed that one Ragnarok. They baited us on a POS with like a Hell, and then they escalated and dropped like 30 times. They lost the Ragnarok? Us. Yeah, and then we just dropped and killed the Rag, but then we lost threads, So, it, we actually lost more money. Than what the rag was worth, even after insurance. <laughs> I don't think insurance matters anymore when dreads cost this much.
0: Well, even not anymore, now. but maybe at the time.
3: This was quite recently. This is
0: like oh, yeah, right. one
3: and a half months ago.
0: I mean, this is going to be like so. That's a, that's an interesting thing, anyway. Like dread bomb wise, with the with the prices, it. I mean, technically, if you find a titan, you can drop a titan. It's now like it's probably still worth as many dreads as it was before, if I have to take a guess. Uh, but at the same time, it's still a lot it's of money not. for your guys. Is right? not? Is it changed? Because you can buy lots
3: of titans for Fire right? Because obviously there's a lot coming out from the Goon thing. You can buy a titan for, like, if you look properly. I mean, obviously, low tech they're expensive, but you can get, still get some for 70, 80, and it's the same for supers. It's just, whereas dreads, you have to build them yourself. And the build cost of dreads is a lot now. So... It's definitely not worth killing a titan. you
4: would have to be very efficient, like it's not worth to equally exchange
6: hmm. so
1: kind of sad right so how many how many
0: dreads would you drop onto one titan? How many dreads would you be willing to lose for a titan then? now right now
1: in norse ten of- to fifteen. I mean, anywhere, really. I mean, it doesn't really matter where it is. Well, like, 10 dreads
3: are fit, it's like 50 bills. So, like, you know, like, yeah, 10 to 15. Because that's not really worth it once you go past that level, right?
4: Yeah. But then if you're dropping mold, multi-
3: I guess I would never drop dreads on, like, one Titan anyway, so I'd be more of a multiple Titan person. Titans have barely any tank. If they're—unless they're, like, full tank fit. Or Leviathan or something.
2: They also lose uh, 10% of their EHP if they get bumped. Just natural, <laughs> na- natural, natural bump.
0: They get yeah.
3: bumped. Do you not know how Jonas died, Panda?
0: No. Is that a good story? So, uh,
3: we were doing a US TC fleet, and uh, dock workers were bullying our new US TCFCs. who we were trying to learn how to PvP in this <laughs> game. So talent went to go and help them. And then uh, uh So it's actually quite funny, because I think Tao said supers jump only or something, and then Joan is uh, thinking a, super, a Titan's a super, jumped his Titan in and, and he bumped. And then he just got dread bumped <laughs> and then he died. Uh, yeah, so he just bumped and died effectively. Uh nice. fax signer was very slow.
2: I noticed that. I saw it on the video where it's like the explosion happened and then like the faxes came in. <laughs> I, th-
3: I think mm-hmm. even if we jump faxes in, you probably would have killed him anyways, because yeah, he died pretty so. quick.
1: And
0: then, I mean, uh, there's there's a certain time faxes have to be on grid before it dies to even have the chance of catching reps. Right? I remember we killed a hard yeah. Titan, and uh, they fucked up with their faxes, and then some warped over, but it was just one or two, so no big deal. We had a chunky, kicky mm-hmm. fleet on it. But then they lit the Sino, he was like almost in structure, and then they lit the Sino, and the first faxes got on grid. But I already knew, like, yeah, if there's 10 faxes uh, and they're all over here and rep him right now, they might just catch him. (laughs) But uh, at the same time, I know that's not realistic. They have to load grid, they have to lock the dude, they have to cycle those reps, and all that stuff. Like, a lot of time uh, passes by. Um, So, yeah. Yeah. Fax sign, defense.
3: Anyways, Pando, that FRT Rokko thing is interesting. I'm going to have to go kill like a whole FRT Roko mining up now to prove you wrong.
4: Yeah. That's my goal. No, I'm in. They're actually pretty scary. They
3: form a lot of fucking diamonds.
0: I know. I know. Dude, they were already scary when they were back in Curse, but like there are 30 dudes, Um, like 2000 whatever, 13. Whenever we caught these guys with, like, a roaming game and stuff. These guys reacted so fast, and, like, they were always well-organized and stuff. And, uh, like, even on lower numbers, they were already, like, scary and stuff. And, uh, you know, that they're now this size, holy shit, right? Like, it's very hard to deal with them, especially in their times, zone, Like,
1: forget about it.
3: Yeah, well, we'll see what happens.
0: You've set me a target, I will accomplish <laughs> it. Well if I uh, if I helped uh, motivating uh, your dudes um, you know to go like drop on some fraternity robots. Uh that's uh that's You're just, just
3: gonna check Zeke and Z-Kill. see like five hundred bills <laughs> dead of our dreads and like
0: yeah. no rock. And then Noro sending me some isk. Thanks, dude. Oh wow.
4: That's hard
2: we do a lot of usdz kicking and frat has always been the one that's given us the most trouble
0: they're tough yeah they're tough they're, they're, like frat xix uh is quite quite tough because they you know Ready, so yeah because they are they're not too afraid to be aggressive which is um which is always like bad if you get caught for example in kickies right we are ab kickies right if you get caught you're in a whole lot of trouble so they're not too worried about being aggressive and they uh they try to adapt to stuff right so the next time you show up if you like for example you caught them on a pain clean or whatever you trapped them in some way right i sometimes catch people on the wormhole, like, warping this and stuff. They adapt quickly, too, right? They don't do the same mistake twice, and they bring new doctrines, like those fucking Hecates. They're just so tough to deal with if you don't have the right tools. If you have the right tools, they're pretty easy, right? Like, let's say you have, like, 20 jackdaws, but they can't always bring 20 jackdaws, right? So, uh, they are hard to deal with if you're in Kikis, in a pure Kiki fleet, and you have to actually grind down that rock on. But then, you know, there's Hecates at at a ping that are insta-warp. Like, what are you going to do? Like, try hunt kickies? uh Sorry, Hecates that you can't really tackle? Or do you grind down the rock? Or do you just give up? You know, it's like, it's a tough situation. So, uh, XRX did uh, always quite well. And then Fraternity, obviously, when when it's their time zone especially, um, they can just swing their, uh, their supers and, and shit and uh, that's also why they're quite good at uh, using their projectors
1: because they're so used to it
2: it's very noticeable how difficult whaling gets when you're fighting against people who are really good with the burst projectors because when there's like a when there's like 15 supers on grid like that's not that bad but when when you get like the fucking vendetta vindy web your whole fleet yeah. Plus like crazy. the bubble projector and the new projector, all of a sudden your ABs are off. You're all moving at like five MS and you're all bubbled And like that's when like the feed really starts and goons I've noticed have always been the ones who are best with the burst projectors.
0: Yeah, I mean the the, the guys that are best I I guess at anything are the guys that are doing it the most, right? It's just how it is. Yeah. Right? They get so the, the th- most practice. Yeah. yeah, exactly. The groups that do it all day, they're gonna be the best at it. Right. And that's the big groups. Mm-hmm. If you get wept once with a Vindie, uh with a vendetta web that's it. The next nude is gonna hit you. Then like more webs, more points. You're never gonna get out. Then um, you know I don't I don't even want to know how many kickies and stuff I lost to the to projector. It's um, but yeah, but it's not too big of a problem. So um, I guess they they're not gonna fix it or like. You know, I see it as not a good thing but people will probably uh, have uh, other opinions on it I guess
1: give Kiki's 40k more range I'd be up for that. <laughs> even more strong
5: and zero mass when jumping through drifter holes
0: yeah I mean the mass on Kiki's hasn't been a problem but you never know maybe you want to squeeze two full fleets
1: through one hole then you know I don't want to be uh, 100% selfish. CCP Alpha says, High Wanto's card doesn't reflect his feminine side. Well, maybe what? we have to rework it.
4: One day.
5: I think the mustache is pretty great, though. I hope that never changes.
1: It is a stylish mustache. CCP
4: Alpha sure. wasn't snuffed out. The mustache. Okay, he knows me very well.
1: <laughs> he survived
0: uh, snuff, you mean? Daddy, <laughs> <laughs> you are uh being like you're called like the most toxic or whatever group and stuff like this, right people like to say that uh you
4: just papers.
1: i I think
0: I mean I don't wanna say you guys are misunderstood. But I guess I'm lucky I only have to deal with the FCs, not the member base. (laughs) So I could totally see both sides of that.
3: People say we're toxic because of the way we play the game, right? We just don't care. We just shoot whatever because at the end of the day, this is a game. We want to, you know, shoot things. Like, I don't really care about anything else. And that's what makes us come across as toxic because we're not about the empire building. Like, you know, for example, Wrecking Crew, it's more of like an empire-building coalition. They have lots of keep stars. They have, you know, sort They want to maintain this kind of unity of multiple groups together, and you know, build up stuff. But you know, uh, we prefer to, you know, knock these sandcastles down. So that's kind of where it comes from. Like Rocket X is more of the gobbins type empire builder. Whereas we're more the Gigax type.
1: <laughs> the Gig type.
0: Govins is a gig ex. I actually tried to get Gowins uh, on, but like, he's not doing any podcasts.
2: Uh, it makes sense. Like, if, if you have public visibility, and you know, that just it just encourages uh, a group like Goons to just go after you.
5: A group like Goons to go after you.
2: Yeah.
0: Think, you think?
2: I mean, think... Th- think about all the things that they've been saying against Test. When, you know, they're the ones who are being the most vocal during the war on, on like any sort of media. Like there's been she no shit been talk from the people? goons' leadership towards like test and CPL. And I think it's because a lot of it is just the fact that they're just staying off all media. I'm sure it's intentional.
1: Hmm so I'm not sure.
0: Like I don't pay attention enough, I think, to know the answer to it. But I think it comes like equally from all sides to be quite honest like I've I've been on the receiving end from the other side before right like you know even FCs and and stuff like jumping into your local and then uh, calling you like whatever I don't even remember any of that shit but um, it happened right and uh, I never talked bad or like in any you know I never talked about anyone like in a personal way or any of that stuff, right? Some friendly banter. I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna claim I'm an angel every time, 24/7, right? Sometimes if you hit me at at the wrong spot, like I might just send something spicy back. But I I try to keep it funny and shit, right? But still, there's gonna be like some fucking haters coming, like you know.
3: I don't think anybody really attacks people's real life stuff, right? I think that's kind of (sighs) moving. I'm
5: not going to go into what NC dot people leadership has said about Pando personally, but there has been some very, very like toxic personal attacks on him. Like to me directly from people on the other side, like them telling me, like giving me very personal attacks about him. So like, that's not true. At all, people Sorry. say we're toxic,
3: but I kick people if they like bring up people's real life stuff. I don't like that at all. I think this is a game and it should stay a game. You can be I don't like it either. I'm just saying it's so. not
5: true that it doesn't happen. And if it's like leadership doing it, obviously they're gonna remain in you know that alliance. So,
0: yeah, I mean, I don't know.
5: The- Sorry, I just got triggered for a second.
0: <laughs> yeah, but the point we're making, you know, that toxicity. I think it's in all groups, you know. So some groups are better at, uh, you know, managing their toxic shitlers and stuff. And some groups do it more in private, right? Like you, like Miranda just said. Uh, and then, you know, they go after you in other ways. Um, but they all got their fair shares of um, idiots. Like, it's just how it is, right? Um, and it's in Lowe's, uh, the same as in Noltec, I think.
1: Oh yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah, I'm
0: um, just just saying because Velasquez went like with the uh, groups like Goons. Yeah, so, fair. You know. I
3: actually need to duck out now, Pando, but Vertizo can sub in for me as the snuff voice. <laughs>
0: <What? laughs> Vertizo is the official. Wait, he's not even in snuff. Oh no, actually, he rejoined. Yeah.
5: Like, so,
0: wait a second.
3: But you can come on now. I need to. Sure.
1: Come here,
5: Risa.
1: If If Word
0: wants to come on. Come on. We're only going to go for 15 more minutes anyway. But, Vert, if you want to jump in.
3: Okay. All right. I'll catch you guys later. All if Batisa right. says anything bad, it's not my fault, Pando. Okay. <laughs> Bye. Yeah. We'll Thanks you. for
1: coming on.
7: said right. toxic membership?
0: <laughs> yeah. Ex- explain yourself, Fetisa. Uh
7: Explain what part? What do you want me to explain?
0: Why use the toxic?
7: Um, I find myself... Growing ever increasingly toxic in the presence of rocket x's uh alliance and coalition,
5: mm-hmm. I think
7: it's rubbing off on me um
5: it's not manifesto time for Tito
7: it's not oh, okay okay I'll just <laughs> calm down I'll calm down then but um high's I had to go, and uh I'm drunk, so I said I'd come in and take his place. I'm a very poor substitute for high one a very poor substitute, but
4: I will do my best. What are we talking about?
1: Well, we were just we were just finishing up on the whole we're toxic but...
5: personal attacks against other people in the game.
1: I bet.
7: I think people people take things way too personally in this game. Yes. Way too personally. Like I know people hate Pando because he does his Kiki fleet that probably makes a lot of people's life miserable. Right? <laughs> if, you're, if you're a home defense FC, you probably hate
0: Pando. I don't know. I don't. I don't get that I, that much. Hate I would. i i If
7: I was like another I, scene, had to deal you. with. Yeah. If I had to deal with Kiki's I hate you.
0: Yeah. Because
5: like, I'm um, the vulnerable hey, one, so people come to me to hate on you.
0: <laughs> hey, a lot of times, a lot of times, we also like if an actual fleet is formed, I'm willing to give them a fight. I think there's probably there's at least I'm. Let, I'm just gonna say there's at least one. uh FC in chat also that does form like home defense stuff and he enjoys that shit because I do take that fight, right? Like, be it XIX, we talked about it earlier. Like, those Hecates are 8s. They're fucking hard to deal with. They're not very expensive, but still, we're gonna try to you know, give it a fight and stuff. So that,
7: well, they're the, an- they're the anti-, they're anti-, they're anti you, right? I guess. Like, if you had to take something because the whole point of your whaling thing they're
1: is to like kill high value stuff.
7: Yeah, like They want to kill high value stuff and you're not going to i mean it's not going to be satisfying even if you kill a bunch of hecates you're not going to walk away like well oh that was was a that was a good one it's going to be annoying
0: to be honest though uh when we tackle a rocker it's not necessarily always to kill that rocker right sometimes the fight that gets out of that comes out of that is way better than any rocker kill you could ever have
2: it's Um, always the case in my opinion
0: yeah like I always like, I mean, in a perfect world, you tackle little rock on, or you tackle a couple rock ons. You just finish up when they jump in, you know, <laughs> and then you have to fight, you know. But uh, yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean, in general, that's why we go out. We don't go out to necessarily kill the rock on, but like if they don't form up for us, then you know we take it. Uh, and it's well, like it's, it's not that it's much a, it's fun, a nice right? Thing.
7: Like- <laughs> if you just get a, if you get a hundred dudes and kikis and support ships and you just find that lone roll call and you're like okay we're gonna sit here and shoot it till it's dead that's not the most exciting thing in the world no, it's not
0: it's boring like
4: writing, basically.
0: Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah, yeah but at least so but at least people get home with the feeling of like okay we got something done at least right like we got one of those uh you know whales and you know yeah, it's kind it's uh, of like easy. a
5: structure bash, though. It, like I would have to say, I would have the same feeling as a structure bash. Nah, you know,
7: it's, not the best. I mean, it's not the worst. i it's an underground. At
5: least, too. yeah. At yeah.
7: least you know that. At least you know that. Like you took one crab's fun away from him, whereas with a structure, like there's no. You don't feel like you victimized someone. At least with a ruckel, you're like. Haha, you go for <laughs> the
5: victimization. That's what. That's what you like, really want. Oh
7: well i mean I isn't that what most hunting is not it like if we are being honest yeah
5: it's just funny I mean, the way you
7: said it <laughs> oh, i'm just being honest like when you when you're going hunting someone like at this point if you kill a maybe not at this point because of the state of the game but go back six or seven months if you hunt and kill a titan it's what like 50 bill it's not like a huge thing but you're like an idiot lost his titan let's be honest like that's that's the funniest part of it right like i would <laughs> personally yes. anyway
0: uh, to be honest like I, I have yeah, to think yeah, about it. sorry you said it
1: again
5: said so you go wailing to point and laugh
1: uh, yeah
0: I, I guess <laughs> I, I think if I think about this right now and I'm gonna be honest here I don't think that does anything for me like I really don't think so what so whenever I form a fleet my goal is always I want the guys okay. in my fleet to have a good time right that's honestly and i'm i'm really thinking about this but like that's honestly 100 percent of it like i never kill a rockland and think haha that guy unless
1: he's yeah, but we're shit. Not talking
5: shit you we're talking about like fleet member xyz who is yeah, i know walking, is just like sitting there oh, orbiting okay. or anchoring and like yeah. shooting a fucking orbital. yeah that's not true. doing anything
0: else that's true I but, what like, you're saying. But a fleet it is like, yeah it-
7: from your point of view of content, you're a content creator, right? So, you're like, your whole point is you want to create fun for your people. Like, at the expense of anyone, that doesn't really matter to you, but you're just trying to create fun for everyone in your group, mm-hmm. which is a big difference. Like, a lot of the time, if I think of. I, I've been relatively inactive for a while, but before when Delve was the hunting grounds of paradise, like you'd have a lot of different groups and different people you didn't even necessarily know all that well in your fleet, waiting for sometimes two hours for something to happen. You don't know them, you don't particularly feel like you owe them a good time or anything, but at the end of the day, the one thing you all especially in like a, not MPSI, but you know, a collective group of people, the one thing you all have in common at the end of it is you're like, we just killed this idiot, this idiot shouldn't have died. Because that is the case a lot of the time. It is a case they shouldn't have died, but their own stupidity let you kill them. Like, you know in the Umbrella era is you have to really push the boat to actually get a decent kill
5: I know but, Pando pretty well though and I feel like he does do a lot of like the content creation that he does to entertain other people though
7: oh yeah definitely Pando's a man of the people 100% 100%, <laughs> 100% man of the people
1: <laughs>
7: hmm. he is you are I don't mean that in a bad way
0: <laughs> no, <clears> no, it's a I good didn't thing. pick it up it's okay like, uh, i think
7: i'm just used to everyone in snuff discord being horribly toxic and horrible people but, um <laughs> you maybe, know all the yeah. stuff
0: guys i know are super nice yeah i mean yeah, besides that Trottle game. guy he's not super nice all right well, Trottle, really
7: but just, everyone else just yeah. has, no one knows what's wrong with Troll. we've had studies
0: done we've had tests we don't we we he can't like it medication
5: adjusted. That's
0: it. Yeah. you're trying to fix them it's <laughs> you not, can't fix it's not a good some relationship things
6: are
7: so, some things are so broken you can't fix them that's true. wonderful to, human being you have uh, to break,
0: break him down and build him back up
5: aww <laughs> I'm starting to feel bad now
4: oh no don't he wouldn't
7: feel
0: bad he
4: hasn't
6: at
4: all I was curious I wanted to ask you um so,
7: this war is over with whatever outcome. Because I asked you this last time I spoke to you,
1: but I'm
7: curious if your opinion has changed. Where do you see the game? Or well, what do you see. I'm not going to say what do you see in it doing, because obviously you can't say, but what do you. What do you wish the game would be after this super stupid war of never ending tie dye?
0: What do I wish? Or what do I think it will be?
7: What do you. Ah. Why not both? Let's go for both.
0: <laughs> well, I wish. like Everyone just like says, okay, this war's done, and then breaks up, and there's no more coalitions, you know? That would be my wish.
7: Okay. <laughs> Alright, well, let's go for the realistic option, then. But yeah, the realistic thing is, happen.
0: like, F, a, a war on the scale is just going to push people into bigger groups and bigger groups, right?
7: I, I was and, thinking about yeah. this the other day. I was thinking, um, if you think about the average perception from people in those groups, yeah. and the average member, like whatever people call them. I think that in that group of people, in the average member, there is a bigger desire for bigger for, for more smaller groups. But there's a big lack of leadership figures that are gonna lead them. Like realistically, you could have two hundred people in each alliance, you know, that wanna try something different, try something smaller scale. But each one of those would need a leader and two FCs and four logistics people and, you know, like a team of people actually doing the work that creates the content, and that's what's really lacking, I think. Yeah. I don't know if that was... That was a shower thought, so it might be completely wrong. But, you know, at the end of the day, you, you can have... To, like I was looking at what Goons are doing recently with their... what well, I don't know, like, they've got their second founding things with a couple hundred people put into different groups. Like, that kind of sums it up perfectly like i'm sure those people will be good friends or whatever and have fun together but they're not going to get anything done without a leader two leaders organizationally speaking a couple of fc's a couple of logistics people some scouts and like what you need to actually make a medium-sized group work is quite a lot right it's not so, just like you need like one guy to say i'm making a smaller group it, it takes so much more than that which yeah it seems I mean- very difficult to do
0: you kind of already why? said it, but like, why do you think there aren't that many people who are willing to do it?
7: It's a lot of work, man. Like, you know, probably better than I do, Trying to, like you said before, trying to create content for people, it's not, a, it's not a part-time job, it's pretty much a full-time job. You have to be watching the game constantly, you have to be watching what's happening constantly. When I think of what people like Al and Hyde do, like, I don't know how they find time for it, to be honest. Yeah, I, for a while they didn't coalition. find
0: time so they yeah, exactly, dispensed exactly. The, uh,
7: the, like, the bigger loans. groups if, if you're it depends what your players want at the end of the day And if you look at the huge groups like I'm not being biased in Team here I'm just thinking of goons because for a long time they didn't do much outside of Delph, right because people would bring content to their doorstep in terms of like waving fleets something for them to like form up for they weren't doing anything offensively but they still had a lot of people wanting to do stuff I mean, it takes a lot. It does take a lot to to take a medium-sized group and give it purpose. Like, I love Trigger Happy at the start of it. Like, I'm a big fan. You know I'm a big fan of Kenda. I love Kenda to death. And what he tried to do, he, obviously, if real life hadn't gotten the way, it would be interesting to see what happened. But it wasn't just Kenda. There were other people putting a lot of time and effort into it yeah. that probably aren't getting the recognition they deserve for it. But Maybe. If you're going to have more for
0: sorry no I was just I was just trying to um, to bring Velasius this because he is actually in a medium sized group that's not too old so the
1: dog they,
0: yeah they actually I mean they. I mean they got onto my radar not too long ago right maybe maybe a year ago half ago I don't even know
7: you've been around for a while haven't you Rockers? workers maybe a year or two but not in that
2: uh, it was mm, about a year and a half now. I think the alliance has been formed, but it's 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 mostly a continuation of of, of Diddy Say Jump, with some extra corpse thrown in there too. So it's there's there's definitely a long history of it. Um, but it's definitely far different than than what it was before because now that now that Pred's gone, it's 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 mostly me. <laughs> I'm trying to develop more, but you, you all know how that struggle can go.
7: Yeah, there's only so much you can do as one person, right?
2: Yeah. But my. at least the nice thing, at least from my perspective, is that when I joined, nobody knew me in in, in my corp at the time. It was just a corp. Mm-hmm. But I mean, as long as you just start showing initiative and some amount of results, the people who can help you with the side things they just naturally come out and they want to help you. Like I now have people who have seen what I've done and now want to safe log dictors for me, want to scan wormholes for me, want to say build, you know, hundred of a specific battleship mm-hmm. for me. It's, mm-hmm. it's 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 hard but as long as you show a little bit of promise early on you can do it
0: yeah i think that's always important when you want that support team um you know you have to you have to make it worthwhile for them right you have to like show them like i'm not wasting your time um and um you know if you put in work like we can do some awesome shit and if you then deliver you know that's That's how you build that team right i th- I really I, think that's the key there.
7: I'm I'm curious and obviously i don't want you, I'm not going to try and trick you into saying something you don't want to say or revealing anything but for valaceius um like how many people would you say you have as a team that make make the stuff you want to do possible i'm just is it like five, ten people or or more or less because it's a big team you need right to like get stuff done on any satisfactory scale. You do need to have
2: Yeah, it's, it's, it's 5 to 10. It's, it depends on the scale and the different things that are required, say if it's titan bridges or safe log dictors or specific ships move to a specific spot. So yeah, yeah 5 to 10 is consistent.
7: Because if we say a medium-sized group needs at minimum 10 people, including or not even including the leader, like we all, we all want to see the big groups split down. But it would require 100, 200, 300 people to step into these roles that they might not be used to in groups that they don't that are brand new and there's a massive risk in terms of investment and time spent it doesn't seem practical or even realistic as much as i want it to happen yeah i don't see a way of it happening without there being that the thing we're lacking is a huge motivation right whether it's financial or uh, whatever when i say obviously it's not money but like a motivation for people to make that step or make that jump into doing something. Otherwise, that, it's just easier to coast in like a SIG or a squad within a big group.
0: That is actually an interesting point. So whenever we talk about the big groups, what I always used to say is, uh, and I might just change my mind right this moment, but um, what I used to say is, like all these acl access things and everything make it so easy like quality of life that's always the title that it has but in in general you make coalition life easier you know to make it you make it easier for big groups to be big and for smaller groups you know it's like it doesn't really matter too much but maybe right. we need changes that make it easier to be a smaller group compared to a big group right
7: oh well, it's a convenience yeah. thing, right and if you think yeah, about the average good. age the average age of eve players. Like we're not all like nineteen twenty and able to spend on 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 average spend all the time in the world we want to on the game. So the default preference is going to be ease and convenience
5: And And the coalitions make up the majority of the player base that are subbing and making giving CCP most of their money. Therefore, quality of life adjustments that cater to them is what makes sense from a business standpoint. I think.
7: I mean it, I get you. I got what you're saying I guess the, trying to balance the reality of game enjoyment to financial benefit for CCP is probably like a never a never ending cycle um, of pointless <laughs> pointless frivolity because we're never going to reach like reach a balance there but and I know this has been said a hundred times but if you want to make it motivational for medium groups to exist Passive moon mining. I know it seems like such a small thing and it is like it's almost a trope at this point that people harp on about, but give a group a reason to live in a place that no one else is living, and
4: you know m- passive moons. Like a hundred
1: people
0: like-
4: <laughs> I mean
0: Shines loves it.
1: There he is.
0: Um, Shines is <laughs> <are> a <smart laughs>
7: Shines, Shines knows the game better than a lot of people and It seems pretty self evident to me. So, I mean, people splitting down, motivate them, give them riches to reach for, right? Yeah. I know we're in an age of like starving people right now, and that's probably not going to change. But, like, there's nothing wrong. There's nothing wrong with passive moons at all. Like, before I even played the game, I didn't even get into the game when passive moons were a thing. But, like, I I not playing. No, not really. Not really. not, a, not properly. I mean, I was, really. I, I was at the time when I started, I spent a long time just running my initial, you know, steal money from Horde scams so that I could play the game and inject all the supers and titans that I needed. But yeah. I, yeah, I missed a lot of that stuff. And my understanding from my alliance mates is that that was a hell of a lot, a hell of, a lot of fun. And there were some big fights over that.
0: Uh whenever we talk about uh, passive moons, or like not every time, but usually it's always from a content perspective, because like a lot of content was lost. And actually when you guys look at this the end screen uh of the stream, there's a fight, a dread fight, it's actually above a pause, which is kind of funny. Uh and you can see the pause force field actually at the bottom, like it's a uh, I think it was an X70 actually. But it was about a pause, right? Um but yeah, a lot of content was lost. But like, it is actually is an interesting like point that you know mid-sized group that would be beneficial for them. And it's hard if to. I, I,
1: uh,
7: so I've never understood. Like I've struggled with my understanding of CCP's intentions. So I might just be missing the point here. They want to create scarcity, right? And considering the stock, part, like even if I think about the dreads that I know people have that's not going to run out in a long time, right? Like, I know a guy with 500 dreads and 200 citadels. Like, that's just one guy. The stockpiles aren't going to run out anytime soon. Especially with increases of scarcity, people are going to be more risk-averse, right? Like, give people reasons to risk assets, and you'll see assets disappear. Like, trying to throttle it on the end, they're throttling on is really short-sighted and shows, like, a lack of understanding of, like, players' motivations to play the game. Like, people don't want to spend... 20 hours grinding for two hours of fun they'll risk 20 they'll risk sorry they'll they'll risk 20 they'll risk 20 hours of grinding for two hours of fun but they don't want that as long as it's 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 being loaded on the wrong end and i'm sure they have like an idea of what they're doing that i can't grasp because i'm not an economically minded person but like it just seems to me common sense that let the players get what they want and then pay the bill afterwards in terms of effort and they'll do it because they've got that taste of what could be and they'll keep putting the effort in, effort in to get that again. But investing that time initially on the hope of something that might happen that probably won't, because people are so risk-averse. Things are never going to change. Things are never going to get more explosive. They're going to get less explosive. And I don't think anyone that plays the game wants that.
5: That's what I keep saying. Like I think I said it the last episode too. Is like the the scarcity isn't going to cause fights over resources because, like, one of the main golden tenets of EVE Online is don't fly what you can't afford to lose. Um, so when you make it, you make us, you know, you make it so we we can't afford to lose anything, we're just not going to fly shit.
0: Yeah. I 100% agree to that. And on top of what we also talked about last time was like, scarcity breeds war. That's not correct. Because like if if nobody has anything, like why would I fight with with the other guy next door if yeah. he doesn't have shit? You know, like what am I gonna fight like over?
2: Ibises, like ramming yeah. each other.
5: And we've got if you've got everything to lose, why would you risk that for some like? Ev- if I only had like one fucking ship left, no fight to me is gonna be like, oh yeah, that's totally gonna be worth it to lose this fucking ship. If I know that I can't replace it, no fight's going to be worth it. I would rather just hoard my shit then. And the only people that it's going to hurt, like it's not going to hurt the coalitions, like Vert was saying, that have all of these huge ass stockpiles of stuff. It's just going to hurt the people that don't have those stockpiles. So it's not going to hurt the coalitions and the scarcity isn't going to make the coalitions feel the pain. It's going to hurt those smaller groups that don't have those stockpiles and don't have that industry already in place to get what they need
1: and another thing um
0: another thing that's um important to um think about also is uh, something i completely forgot (laughs) i lost my train of thought (laughs) mid-sentence like when when you finished and i was like oh shit!" i wanted to say something super smart uh what we uh, we were talking about like you don't want to lose ships and stuff um,
5: Yeah, you don't you don't want to fly ships that you can't afford to lose and if it can't afford to lose my last ship i'm not going to want to fly it you're talking about fighting the guy next door
1: no Anything. it's gone no, it's uh, usually gone. it comes back
0: <laughs> Usually it comes back when I sit down on it and then you know, but like this one's lost.
4: Maybe you should
2: two minutes when the stream stops. You're like yeah, you're like, gonna like hit yourself. If you think about
7: <laughs> yeah, the majority of people the majority of people in the game, and I'm not saying this is like a condescending way, but like the majority of people live in NullSec where the promise of content is more common than the delivery of it. Right? Like how many times do people form up dreads not to use them, form up titans or supers not to use them? Right? And that's the majority of the game. Those people are not gonna like in the scarcity, they're not going to put those ships on the line without even having a taste of what they could get for that risk, right? Once you know what you can get for it, you're going to think, oh, I could have that, that, that sweet, sweet dunk back. again. Right? Yeah. Yeah. It
0: got back, It got back. All right. So one okay, random okay. thought was like, I think what's also happening is the scarcity thing, because we don't know the exact road uh, roadmap for this, is people are hoarding their shit too, a lot of people yeah. are waiting for better better weather, really, right? Which is then also killing content, right? So, um, you know, you have to be aware of that too, I think, if you're CCP. I'm not sure if they are. I'm, I'm hoping they're, you know.
5: I mean, even if there was, they wouldn't be able to tell us anyway. So we're still going to hoard things because we're not going to know regardless of what direction they're going in. So if we don't know what's going to be scarce, we're just going to fucking stockpile everything just in case. Especially the guys that are actually doing the large-scale industry in the first place.
0: Yeah, and then like now you have your dreads still. Let's say you're a guy with like uh, 500 dreads. But they might just get even more expensive. So, like, it's not even like, oh, yeah, you're the guy, you want to use them. Um, but then at the same time, like, maybe they're, they're going to double in price one more time, you know? Like, who knows? I think we are well, kind of getting a, to the end of this, but at the same time, I think it is a well, there's a big
7: risk, right? There's a big factor in a lot of groups, and I'm not pointing out any in particular, but say your Titan that you paid 50 bill for is now worth 150 bill, right? Can you think of many groups that would completely trust their fc team to not work with them in a stupid way and when it's suddenly worth three times what you paid for it and you're thinking this guy does he know what he's doing and there's i know there are a lot of groups that do have members like that i think i
5: think it is one of the groups that people would actually trust
7: yeah Uh, i'm not trying to imply that i wasn't trying to imply that at all i'm just saying um,
5: i think there are there's a lot of groups where they're not but I think there definitely are groups where there are yeah
7: but the the fact is that the groups so those those titans essentially become dead weight or like ineffectual assets right like I can think of a few groups off the top of my head where I can I know that members wouldn't jump caps let alone super caps in the current state of uh, financial disarray
0: but that's an old problem too with supers and titans is uh, the numbers game again right like if you have the absolute dominance on field, you feel your super titans. If you don't, then you don't. Right? You know, it's and then some group for some groups, absolute dominance like is achieved a little quicker. You know, they they they're more confident with less on field, I guess. And then some groups will never achieve that level of confidence on field, and they'll never feel their titans or supers. Right? It's just how it is. Right? It always depends on where you live, and that's that supports the whole. Coalition building thing again. Do you have more buddies around uh, at this time? Um, And like, do you have that bad phone uh, ready to call in whoever big buddy you've got?
7: It's like a choice at the end of the day. Do you want to either go for a group where you can trust in the guys to make the decisions, or do you want to go for a group that's going to have at least six other groups, seven other groups there to cover your ass if you make a mistake? And that's like
4: the personal preference, really, I would imagine. But yeah. it's uh, like I, it's going to get worse
7: as well. It's not going to get better. Like I'm talking from my experience, so it's only based on what I've seen recently because I haven't been playing the game much. But we've been playing against obviously wrecking crew and group around there, where even just losing battleships, their numbers dwindle in like order of magnitude by like half, like every time so
0: Don't make this some fucking. Uh... No, I'm not. I'm not. I'm, talking just like, <laughs> I'm trying to be objective. <laughs>
7: I'm not. I'm just trying to be objective from what I because I haven't got much to draw on from like recent history. I don't know what like the Dove War numbers are like. So I'm just talking from experience. Like we'll just move on from that. But basically, people can't afford to lose ships right now. Like for, especially for well, for things they deem unworthy. Let's just say that, right? So we can talk about the Delve thing, like right now can you imagine if if um, Pappy were to anchor a keepstar on 1DQ do you think goons would be as eager to deploy the throw shit to the mechanic or do you think they might let it anchor and see what plays or do you think they might commit titans and supers I don't, I know, I'm just saying that this changes right it changes what options people have on the table and if they realise that or not then that's one thing but
0: I think if it, one group don't... has displayed their willingness to, uh, you know, take risks and uh, like also feed some shit to get some shit done. It was goons, right? Sure. So uh, yeah, I'm not. I'm not trying to. There's gonna be titans uh, on field if you if you anchor keeps it you Trust me. I suppose
7: it's, jam- it's jammed, isn't it? I guess so. It's, it's jammed. It's, it's not, gonna be camped yeah, fuck uh, everywhere. Yeah, true. That's probably not the best example. <laughs> yeah, no. I keep But I get I it. Haven't...
0: But I but I get yeah. it. Right? That's yeah. that's, you know, that's also an argument I keep hearing from our side. Like, from the goon side, is like, like, the puppy guys have taken a sweet time. They have taken... Like, they have avoided risks where they could. And, like, you can argue uh, that's probably a smart move. There's a lot of keepsers to kill. If you lose a titan or two on every keepser, there's not going to be a lot of titans left at the end of the day, right? Yeah. Um, So they have to be very careful on each keepser and stuff. But then and they're, they're going to uh, be they're willing... They're in a rush, right? They're not in a sure. rush.
7: I, like, I didn't see... Like From my yeah. outsider's point of view, if I was if I was a guy in charge of Pappy, I would say we have our home region, so our test don't have the home region, but from a Panfam mainly point of view, they have the home region, what are they in a rush for? They can take their sweet time and do these keepstarts one at a time, collect all the loot, collect all the Citadel loot, I, I can't imagine they're in a rush to storm 1DQ, personally. Um, I wouldn't see the benefit of rushing one DQ either. Like, yep. there's no real need to like. There's no need to no need to risk, and there's certainly no desire to risk in the current like economic situation. But yep. I don't know. Yeah, I think like, whatever. Either way, as soon as it's over, the better. Like, whatever the outcome is, and people can go back to enjoying the game. I can't imagine that I... people joining fleets on either side are having a swell time right now because like i know you guys and you're clearing out like region after region but like it's uncontested citadels i can't imagine it's exciting Um, i mean we had
0: some really good fights especially at the beginning um and then we poked a little bit to the sides uh were the guys valkyrie alliance and xrx but they weren't really our targets so we took some fights with them and it was fun um but uh and then a brave, we took every fight we could. And and on top of that, some fights we couldn't. <laughs> so uh, uh we got some fights out of it. it and then when you know when, when it was like kind of over, we like went into grind mode and like you know, did the whole like ultra grind and, and pass, I think it was from a work perspective it was acceptable for all guys. I right? was a little hardcore we knew coming in. But well, I think we handled it okay. Uh, but yeah, grinding structures is not fun. No, it is what Which it is. I guess
7: is for, for you, for you as a person. I guess more than as a group. It's I know that you just want to give your guys fun, but there's also the objective in mind. So it's a difficult, yeah, no, not difficult.
0: So it's just unco- it's
7: just uncomfortable and not fun.
0: At the same <laughs> time, though, I mean, you have to you have to admit that. You know, in EVE, also the, the I don't want to say the narrative, but the, the story and, like, mm. the struggle and all that stuff, it all, it's all part of it too, right? So as a group, the to finally get to the place where you can kill an entire region of the guys that have been shit-talking like crazy, um, like, the last... I'm sure it's know, satisfying. So yeah. it well, is satisfying to it's a punching
7: degree. Back. It's punching back at the people that are punching you. There's nothing wrong with that. Like, I don't, I'd, I'd get it. Like we've had the same exact same thing, right? Because obviously we're we're hitting Reconquer and Siege Green, and then every day Siege Green are taking Nagas and roughing all our Black Rise stuff, and it's I don't know. Part of it feels like token resistance, but the other part feels like what else could you be doing? It's a good use of time.
2: Well, there's nothing else really to do. Yeah, true. You know,
4: it's True.
6: True.
2: And I then another it. thing, Pando, that I think makes it a little bit easier for for your guys is knowing you get all of the cores, the structure mods, and like any salvage. Because when it comes to actually building a new home for you guys, that gives like pretty much everybody a pretty big head, you know head start for you know your guys. It's satisfying,
7: isn't it? It's satisfying. Like it is. It's you get like the citadel loot was always a pretty big boon, but getting yeah. a core on top of it is like it's not a bad thing at all. It's. Uh,
0: it's the cores are all right, but like the big paydays were the ones that were abandoned. There was an abandoned fort yeah. that has been a staging before. Like, holy shit, there was some good stuff dropping there. Like,
7: that's. Can you imagine? Can I don't want to go into streams. Well, wait, wait we, we can go into this rant because can you <laughs> imagine how good it would be if there was no asset safety?
0: <laughs> you know what? And how way better I, it would be? I do get the no asset safety thing, but I think that train is gone when, the, when know, citadels went to juice with SSA, you can't go back on it it's just not mm-hmm. like you say so. that they've kind of gone back on it y- yeah I, I it mean that was, it was it they I saw the consequence. oh my the, god that wasn't a good move but hey if I they would if they would ch- like there are ways to change it there are ways to change it but to go absolutely no asset safety on any citadel I think that's definitely not a good call the only, people,
7: like, the only people they're protecting by doing that are the ones that don't sub to the game and don't play the game so, they're losing people that sub to the game. If we're talking about this from a business <laughs> point of view, they're, they're, they're making people that are subbed want to sub more ults and maybe even make people want to come back. But the people that have left the game, for the most part, they've left the game. They're not putting money in CCP's wallet. I think I mean,
0: that's a little too I think you're going too far there. I think uh, you're going too far. Some, if someone didn't play for a year or two, I did, a, I did take a break. Or like would you, would you put your stuff
7: in stations? Would you put your stuff in stations if you left the game?
0: Like I'm, I'm I forgot if I like made the conscious decision to leave mm. the game. Uh, it was more of a, like a, uh, a temporary thing because I did the, the mandatory military service here, so I didn't okay. play in that time. Maybe I went in thinking I would still be playing, and then I would st- still have my shit. But then, if you get busy suddenly. You're not thinking about EVE necessarily. And like, if you're an FC and you're like hardcore, like we all are, then you might just, right? But a lot of people that just casually play, that have been grinding this stuff for like years, like you can't just like destroy this, this stuff. It's just like, it would just be Well, Maybe if someone, it's if just, someone, unsubs- someone else owns it now. It's not destroyed.
5: <laughs> <laughs> <That's> <laughs> right. It's just not yours anymore.
7: If someone yeah. unsubscribes, CCP should just send them an email being like, see, you're taking a break from the game. It might be worth logging in as an alpha just to make sure your stuff gets asset safety yeah, before come it gets. On. Like, it's, yeah, it's...
5: okay, but what about like people? So, you know, there's a lot of military people. What about people that get stuck on last minute deployments and shit? Okay. I know that's like so, a relatively it's, small demographic. It's
7: relatively niche, stuff. but no, it's, it's, it's valid. Like, the problem is catering, and it sounds really brutal to say this catering to the minority of people in the game at the expense of the majority is as fair as it is seems short-sighted financially when they could just get you know i mean we're talking about a game as soon as we it's a game that people a lot of people in this game take way too seriously and plenty of people take it more seriously than they do anything else let's just embrace that and just go full-on hardcore brutal mode where if you if you got a real life screw you <laughs> your, your game stuff gets destroyed. It's not like it's automatically going to happen either. Like, if you've got to take a break, put it in a station, right-click asset safety from your assets and go back to being AFK, it's, it's not the hardest horror. thing in the world. Yeah, yeah like, or
5: you keep all your shit in a star, and then have Snuff come blow it up and then lose all your shit.
2: I don't know, but what if it's like someone in Null and it's an... Ass- say it's in Catcher past the asset safety system, some Ascend system in Derelict. How is that... Guy with one account supposed to be able to get that stuff in the asset safety that's a hell camp system back to where he lives.
7: Should we, yeah. should we like worry about the guy with should CCP worry about the guy with one account or the majority of people that play yes. the game with five plus no, accounts? We
5: keep talk, like, we keep giving you different situations that all like together.
7: I just want make blood, okay? I want blood. A lot I, of people I, I never, I never said I was a reasonable situations. person. <laughs> <laughs> and then you're like, no, we, just, we
2: can't right.
5: just care about this guy, this guy, this guy. But what about like? I'm with
2: you on the blood part for like more blood, more more of that stuff's good. But But that's not gotta, I, guess, I, know, I, guess,
7: I know I'm being, I know I'm being sighted and being very like tunnel vision okay. into this. But like, okay. I'm not blind to that. So but it's just, it's just frustrating because the it could be such a great motivator for combat. All and right, so. What
1: what,
0: we like so basically we're already twenty minutes over. So I like the only thing I kinda wanna say about this is like like I said before, you can do it right and the thing I always suggest is have keeps us for this Astros uh um uh, remain the asset safety. It's like they're supposed to be the staging ones and then give the other ones fifty percent drop rate. That's well, enough yeah, of an incentive.
7: Engineering,
0: efficiency. refineries, like, yeah, give them a drop rate. So whatever you have in there, you risk it. But at the same time, the same point holds uh, with, the like, if someone had to go. So if you are on a deployment or you get sick, like Alaska said in chat, it's very real, right? It happens all the time. Uh, so make that rule, everyone who hasn't logged in, if you haven't logged in uh, during that time of that change, your asset safety should still remain, right?
5: Grandfathered in.
0: Yeah, so um, in that case, then everyone who is logged in since the change is aware of this change. So everyone is aware, okay, if, my, if I put my shit into the Sotillo, it is at risk, right? So it's a very different thing. Uh, and I think they missed that opportunity at the very beginning um, to do something like this. But it's not impossible to fix it, right?
5: I think now that we have like these headquarter um structures and stuff, maybe there'd be a way to incorporate incorporate that with like differing rules in asset safety where you can you know set a structure as you know your headquarter structure and then that ha- has like different type of rules for drops, maybe
1: yeah. yeah.
7: There's a lot of there's a lot of options that are better than our current situation. Yeah, that's basically, basically what we can yeah,
0: agree on. That's basically <laughs> what we all can agree on. Like there, there is there needs to be a change. I think all FCS agree to that. Like I've not met an FC yet that that says like, oh yeah, like this is like I love grinding structures. It's the best part of the game. Or well, not the best, right? Is you like, can't
7: you can't have unlimited structures per system and no drop rate per even a system where the more citadels there are, the more gets dropped or something like that. You can't just have 50 Athanors and 50 Astra Houses in a system and they all drop you like 400 mil of yeah. citadel guns and citadel ammo. Like, it's just it's just counterintuitive. Like, c- carrot and stick, like, the whole game is like a carrot and stick, but it seems way more stick than carrot. I'm not asking for, you know, like, the entire everything to drop 100%, but i like
6: it would be yeah,
7: it'd be nice if there was some motivation to do it like in, in low we grind like i used to grind um i'd look at reaction indexes right and go and kill reaction ethanols that that have high indexes and because you get a percentage of the jobs that are in build as a payment but apart from that there's no real reason to like it's just a missed opportunity asset safety citadels is just a missed opportunity in terms of isk sync, as someone saying in chat, and just potential fight generators. So if you've got an alliance staging out of a fort over anything else, they might not fight over other stuff, but you'd bet their teeth that they'll fight hard over that staging fort as well, because they've got a reason to. And there should always be a reason to fight, not a reason not to fight, because you know it'll just end up in a station.
6: Yep. I think I we
1: agree.
7: can all agree. Yeah, like no, no one in this game... Looks at the game and thinks there's too many reasons to fight. No one, except for like, you know, the high sec miners, and they do their own game. And trying to change that is futile. But there's nothing wrong with that...
5: them doing the game yeah, that they. Yeah,
7: made. yeah, yeah. I'm not judging, but like trying to influence that is futile, right? So I just don't even bother with it. So just, just think about everyone that lives in no sec and low sec. Ninety nine percent of those people would say we would like more reasons to fight. No one disagrees on that. So I don't understand why that's such a hard thing for the game to push forward on instead of less reasons to fight, which is the current direction, which is a shame. Um, I'm sure there's a long-term reason for it, probably adding value to those fights that do happen, but right now, I think everyone just wants more reasons to fight, yeah. and we don't have them.
1: <laughs> Rent over. I think we have Sorry. to cut it. I
7: told
0: you I'm drunk. Like I told you,
5: like, I don't it's,
2: it's it's a fun. <laughs> like, we honestly. accepted the risk.
0: We are, we are we just, like thirty minutes over, but, the
5: risk is calculated. But we're really bad at math.
0: Well, I think uh, it was an important thing to talk about. It always is. Right? It will never yeah. end the Citadel discussion. I mean,
7: <laughs> hopefully, hopefully, if we just keep ranting about it, people will listen. But
0: I think they so are listening. Not
7: like, we're not a vocal it's minority, a complex, right?
0: It's a complex right issue. People? Yeah, it's a mm-hmm. it's a very complex thing. You can't just clap your hands and it's fixed. That's the problem, right? Like someone has to sit oh, yeah. down and 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 fix this over a long time. This like like it's, know, a it's a commitment. It's
7: a big job. It's a big job. Yeah, I'm not, but it's I'm, a job don't that don't needs to be done. Maybe I they're mean, working on it right yeah.
5: now. If we don't know Hopefully about it. They Maybe
7: they are. I, I don't mean to make it sound like it's some frivolous task. That I don't understand why they haven't done. No, no, it's, it's not. It's not easy. It's not easy. It, it probably involves like a, a significant redesign of the entire game. At this stage, so it's, it's well, certainly not an easy task, but does. it's something we all agree on, which is why it's frustrating that it
0: hasn't happened. All right, any show now. Any very last uh, things you want to get rid of, guys? Any shout outs, yep. yeah?
2: All I'm right. gonna shout out my own thing. All right, uh, maybe like a month ago, I started doing a YouTube series called Mid where I give commentary on my own fights that I take. So, anybody who's interested in watching. Like FC perspective and commentary. Just search all one word mid scale on Reddit and you'll you'll find a link to it. Yeah, link it in the Discord. Yeah, and
5: yeah, one second. Put it in our uh crap, which one is it? Links and videos on the yeah. Discord also.
0: Yeah, the the only time I ever did a what what do we call it? A fleet huh? analysis stream was actually with you.
2: Yep. And it's to me, it's like talking sports, so it's just something I really enjoy. Yeah, doing. and I always thought
0: like I should do this more, but at the same time, like I need a, 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 I need more FCs that are like willing to put their shit out there and yeah. talk about their fuck ups. You know, there's not a whole lot of them out there. <laughs> so- <laughs> it's
7: yeah, I, I can give you a, a two-hour-long list of my fuck ups. The first one was subscribing to Eve Online, and they all stem from there. So I can <laughs> give you like, two hours. Stop it!
0: <laughs> you're, you're drunk, Matiso anything else you want to say
4: Uh
7: i wanted to ask val a question if i have if that's allowed and it's not a hostile question it's a friendly go go go
2: for it vert you you, Um, you one hostile question per show No, no,
7: it's a friendly question Uh i was just wondering if on the fort timer where your alliance was in nagas were you were you the fc of the nagas yeah okay i was gunning the fort and i hate you but i respect you massively because you were so annoying so effectively annoying like I can
2: tell you, it was the most boring thing I think I've ever done. We literally yeah. did nothing but shot the fort because you can't track fighters in Nagas. Yeah.
7: yeah, I was, I got, I think I managed to get two of you, and I, yeah, it was, uh, it was frustrating. It was very frustrating, but it was, it was a fun little mini game. It was ratting on the carrier and a weird little mini game on the fort. But you did a good job there. You did a very good job.
0: Well, thank you for it. Isn't that nice? It can be nice. Let's end it on this wholesome thing. Alrighty. Then I would say, everyone, thanks for hanging out. Thanks for the subs. Thanks for coming on, everyone. And uh, whoever gets that skin at the end,
1: you need to be fast. But here we go.
4: Bye.